headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. We're glad you're with us, America. George Camel, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today as we answer your questions about your life and your money. Open phones here at 888-825-5225, 888-825-5225. George, I haven't seen such an uproar, and I don't know when. Dave, I made the mistake of asking on Instagram, what are y'all's thoughts on this whole student loan thing? And apparently, we're not the only ones with opinions. You think? I've never seen people so angry. Yeah, it's... um. It's a deal. It's a real deal. So if you haven't heard, President Biden announced yesterday that uh, he is forgiving $10,000 uh, for of student loan debt for anyone making under 125000 If you were getting a Pell Grant at the time, $20,000. Um, no idea how he's going to fund it. No idea how it's going to be implemented. No, I, I mean, the government officials are running around like like uh, ants on a hot tin shovel. I mean, it's, it's just like... Because uh, they don't know what how the crap they're going to do this. Because it's kind of like, you remember when they l- announced the PPP thing? Oh, yeah. And we didn't have the staff to execute the stuff. And people started spending the money before they could actually get it, and then they never got it. So here's the thing. We still don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's out there, and I've missed it. But I, I said yesterday on the show, I think he has to get congressional approval on this. I don't think you can do a $300 billion transaction without congressional approval. I don't think you can do that with an executive order. I might be wrong. I'm not a legal scholar, but pretty sure I'm right, which means he's got to run this through Congress. And here's what's interesting. You won't know if this is real by the time you vote in the midterms. Mm. Brilliant political play. Just leave the carrot dangling. Well, it may not go through. Good chance it doesn't go through exactly as it is. I mean, you you try to get something through Congress, come on, even if they're on your side, right? And uh, if it doesn't go through by midterms and Congress flips over and it's no longer democratically run, it will never go through. And so Biden just got all you people stirred up, if that's the case, for nothing, if that's how it goes down. Now, won't that be a politically genius move? Well, won't that just rile up both bases even more? Yeah. Create more political divisiveness? I told you guys four months ago, three months ago, that when, you know, when they moved it to December, to August 31st on the extension of the no student loan interest, I told you midterms are coming. This president will announce something in the last week of August about student loan forgiveness, and it probably will have no teeth. Now, I was wrong about the second part because this has got teeth. He stated exactly what he's going to do, and it is substantial. I thought it was going to be some wispy thing. Like he said the other day, we we forgave $9 billion worth, and it wasn't – he didn't do anything. It was a school that went broke, and they have to forgive it. It had nothing to do with one of his programs. It was regulations that were already in place, but he's walking, strutting around taking political credit for it. So uh, very interesting, though. So he did, he, you know, but, you know, he's, he's the worst economic presidency since Jimmy Carter. I mean, the guy, everything he touched turns to poop when it comes to the economy. I mean, we got, we got inflation, we got high gas pumps, we got a recession, we got stock market going down, we got interest rates going up, we got a housing market slowing. I don't know when the economy smelled this bad. It's been a long time, and I'm old. Well, you know? the, the so, timing is, as the young kids say, sus, which means suspicious, Dave. I'm teaching you something here. Sus. Yeah, that's what they say. Yeah, it is sus for sure. It's a why wait a year well, and a half. Well, that's not really sus. It's brilliant political move. Yes. So what you do, you back up for your midterms where the Democrats are going to take a bloodbath, 
and you throw a Hail Mary. And you go, I'm going to help you. I'm going to give you more money. Only you're not going to really know if I am by the time you have to vote. No, it's just Do you think the this positioning actually... is from if you're a political manipulator, the positioning is just brilliant. Perfect it's just time. brilliant. It has nothing to do with it being good or righteous or principled. No, that, I'm just saying if if I was running for president, I would do the exact same thing. I mean, that's just if if I had no principles. I mean, that's exactly what I would do. Because it's just the way he set it up and it all and you know. Now he does apparently have the executive order ability to extend through the end of the year, no interest, so that's good. We can kick the so can down. Those the road. of you that got if you do get the ten thousand dollar forgiveness, we are unabashedly happy for you. No no sarcasm whatsoever. We want to celebrate anyone who's getting anybody who gets help from anything that is burdening them, we love it. We're happy for you. It's all good. We're if someone is broke and out of work and can't feed their kids and they get welfare checks we're not mad at them we want to help you do better than that over time because that's not a recipe for good life but for the short term we're not going to shame you for taking help from the government that is legally offered ever yeah never have uh, now, we'll tell you if we think it's stupid, and we'll tell you if it's not sustainable, and if it's a bad long-term plan for your life, which usually government help falls in all of those things. But, uh, but, but, So we're happy for you. But we're also angry simultaneously with all of you who paid off your loans and did the right thing and were moral and said, I signed this. I have an obligation. I'm going to honor my obligation. I'm a person of integrity, and now I got screwed, or I feel like I got screwed. And the reason you feel like you got screwed is because you got screwed. That's why you That's feel that simple. way. simple. So, um, so people have a right to be angry. People have a right to be happy. It's it's a mixed bag here, but most people are angry because they know how this well, works. Well, that's in our that's in our feed. Yes, I mean we're, we're our feed is going to be people like that. It's not you know if you went over in some left wing thing, some left wing whatever wing nut thing, you'd have their feed is all that he's yeah. Saint Biden or whatever. That's because that, that's just you know we got a bit of an echo chamber going here. Sure, so there, no but there is precedent it. that I'm worried about where people go. Okay, well, why pay off any more student loan well, debt? I'm, what if and, there's more forgiveness? And here's the thing: I've been saying this since the beginning, and it's in the documentary "Borrowed Futures." I've said it years and years and years ago. I've been saying it over and over. You really can't forgive student loans while you're still making them if the reason you're forgiving them is they're horrible and damaging to people, and yet you continue to make them. That's intellectually dishonest. So if anybody else with common sense other than a politician would go, wait, this is hurting people. First, let's stop it, and then let's try to help the people that were hurt. Let's stop the bleeding. And, and then- I, could, I could get involved in that conversation. Yeah. But that has nothing to do with politics. That's just like the right thing to do in common sense and stuff. If this wasn't politics, that would yeah. still be the solution is not to put a Band-Aid on it. So, you know, what are you going to do with Bubba who takes out $10,000 in January? We're going to be right back where we started. Even if we forgave every student loan across America, would he be back right to where we started today? Yeah. Four years from now. Because they're still making them. So, I mean, you know, when you're 18, you can't buy beer, but you can go $100,000 in debt. There's just something stupid about that, y'all. But it's our American right, Dave. I mean, um, (laughs) I don't even know how to respond to that. That's so stupid. I just wanted to throw that out there for you. It's our American right to be stupid. But. That's right. Well, you do have the right to be stupid. That is the beauty of freedom is that you, you got the right to be dumb. Um, to the tune of uh, $300 billion. My pastor used to say, the beauty of America is you have the, you have the right to be wrong. And so, uh, that, but I agree with that. that. It's just an interesting discussion. It's interesting when you view it for the political lens, which I mean, we're not politics people, but this one's kind of sus. 
Well, I Thank picked you. up on it quick. Thank you. Gen Z, but, they, uh, they just, you just Gen got a Z lot of just new erupted. listeners. YouTube listeners just are all running around in circles, cheering and throwing up confetti right now. I'm just happy I taught Dave something new. It's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. Be careful. Sorry. You just called me a dog. A young dog <laughs> new tricks. <laughs> Wait, anyway. you still call me a dog. Dang it, I can't win with you people. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hey, maybe you people aren't having fun, but we are. This is The Ramsey Show. This hour, this is the Ramsey Show. George Camel, Ramsey personality, is my co-host. So, George, here's a little math for you: three hundred billion. A billion is a thousand million. A thousand million. Three hundred billion is three hundred thousand million. It's you a lot could of zeros. Give, you could give three hundred thousand people a million dollars, and they'd be millionaires. That's wild. That's wild. That's about. It's the same exact math. That just blows my mind. Patrick is with us. Patrick's in Columbus, Ohio. Hey, Patrick, how are you? Hey, Dave. Thank you for having me. Sure. What's up? Hey, so I paid off my student loans back in 2020, um, and then from about from about March 13th to when I finally paid them off, uh, there's about six grand in there. And I'm reading that I could potentially ask a refund um, on that pay- on those payments. And my thoughthood is with this news coming out, whether it happens, um, I won't do it if it, it sounds shady. But uh, is it a possibility that I could get some money since I paid off my student loans, but uh, get the government to pay a portion of it for me? So here's the thing. The Biden administration has given almost zero details on how this is going to be implemented or the nuances, things like you're talking about. And everybody and his brother has written an opinion piece, including me, um, now on this whole thing. And, uh, and so, you know, what we're doing is we're guessing how it's all going to roll out. So that has not been announced by the White House. That Correct. was announced by someone in an opinion piece that they think it might happen that way. Yeah. And the details are not out on this. So um, I... I you know, but I don't know anything because I never thought we'd actually get to the place that we forgave student loans. Same. <laughs> so I'm stupid. I just my, my ability to pre- I was able to predict that he was going to do something by the end of the year, end of the by the end of the August by correctly, but I was not able to predict that he actually is going to do something of substance, which maybe he hadn't yet. We'll see. But so I don't know if this is real. I think that you know, we there's no indication from an official that this is real what you're proposing i have seen what you're talking about though um so let's see what would i do if i were in your shoes would i go back and get the money for free um hmm. 
here's here, look, I'll, I'll, let me answer it this way. I try to answer questions. What would I do? You know, and that's the, to be fair. In other words, not to be hypocritical. So here's the thing. I have been against the lottery in the state of Tennessee since it started many, many, many years ago because it is a tax on poor people. The vast majority of the people, the zip codes that raise 80% of the lottery money are poor zip codes. The vast majority of the money going in the lottery, more than 80% of it is from poor people. And so lower income zip codes. Now, what's the lottery used for in the state of Tennessee? It's used to give each kid three to $4,000 towards their tuition to go to college. So it's poor people sending middle class and upper class people's kids to college. Um, and so I, I'm morally against that. And I, I campaigned against it when the state passed it. I obviously, my side lost. We had it for a long time. But when my kids went to college, there was free lottery money available for my kids to go to college. I could have, as a multi, multi, multi-millionaire, accepted at the time it was 3000 I think it's more than that now, three or $4,000 per kid per year towards their tuition. It was available to me. It was legal. It was the program. But I had campaigned against it on the auspices that it was morally wrong because I don't believe more poor people sending rich people's kids to college is right and taking advantage of and tax. It's a tax on the poor. It's what the lottery is. And so I don't believe it's right. So I just I don't do it now. now so so what I, when my kids got ready to college, I did not take that money because to me, that would be a lack of integrity after I had campaigned against it. So. If I if I were in the situation today, as hard hardcore as I've been against student loan forgiveness, for me my family to actually accept student loan forgiveness would be super hypocritical. Agreed. Agreed. So if so, I'll leave that on you. And it's not saying you're right or wrong either way. But if you have had like strong conversations with your friends over coffee and you say this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, I don't think it's morally right. Then you should not accept it. If you're ambivalent, you're kind of in the middle. I think you're okay morally. To accept it. Yeah, there's, what do you nothing, think? there's nothing unethical here. If I'm no. in issues, I'm going, hey, I could the only thing use is that uneth- money. Yeah, the only thing that can be unethical is if you took a stand against it and then took it. Sure. But to say, hey, I'm going to get this refund. I'm going to apply it to my baby steps. It's going to help me in a financial journey. And this is a legal, there's no loopholes here. I think uh, he should go ahead and yeah. do it. And this Mo- is coming from studentaid.gov, education department. This is where this news is coming from. So it's, it's a legitimate source, but nothing's actually happened yet. So it's still a little yeah. bit of... We don't really know here, what could happen. Here's the thing. They did not write this. I mean, they did not write this proposal from Biden. Biden sent it to them. They're saying an they announcement not related had, to the They have the not had time yet. They're guessing what it might look like, too. And so, no, it's, it's, I, it's not coming out of the White House. It's coming out of the deep bowels of a bureaucracy, and we'll see if any of that actually makes it to the light of day. I, you know, if you're ambivalent, kind of in the middle agnostic to the whole thing, you don't have a stand on it, take the money. If you're all for student loan forgiveness, I would take the money. You, you should be able to do that without conscience. But if you've been raising a banner like I have for many years that this is wrong, then um, or at least it's wrong while you're still making the loans, you know, and then after that, we can discuss everything. It's just infuriating. But then, then you have to do this. So I didn't take the lottery money. I didn't take the PPP money. Our company could have gotten a big check during PPP, and I'm telling people, this is a bad idea. Stay away from this. It's going to turn into a loan. You're stepping up on a trap door. These guys are going to choke you later. You need to stay out of it. And it, that PPP thing very quietly has ruined some lives. Mm. And I'm so glad we didn't take it. But for me to stay out, be on the radio going, it's horrible, and then, to, yeah, send me my check, you know. I'll take one. Yeah. So, so I, if it's basically, you know, if it's not against your values, 
go for it. There's yeah. nothing unethical about it. Yeah. So th- that's the thing. So for here's another example. The uh, Titans Stadium came into Nashville many years ago. And like almost every stadium or sports complex that comes in, they ask the city for uh, free taxes, no taxes for years or forever. They ask the city to put to borrow money and put into the project. Some cases, they ask the city to build the project or half of it or whatever. And uh, that's government money, citizens' money, going into a private enterprise. And it's not like NFL owners need money. Hello. Okay. But, but – I actually was okay with them doing that, which sounds weird to a guy like me. But And the reason is, is because of what that creates in the overall economy. It's not necessarily the Titans themselves or the sports team itself that's the big deal. It's all the things that it does for the economy. All the other jobs and all the other things that happen in the economic the growth as a, created. Uh, that is around it, it may, it's a good deal for the city. The city makes more in increased tax revenue off of the other things than it than they gave up in the revenue on the deal. So I said, do it, okay. And so when we did this piece of ground and we built this building, we were given some tax breaks because we're a huge employer in the state of Tennessee. I accepted those, and so um, you know that is not incongruent. That is not incongruent. Uh, so people I, say, Dave, that's not fair. You take tax credits. What's the difference here? Yeah. What do you say to those well, people? Well, the, the difference is, number one, uh, I didn't borrow something and then ask for it to be forgiven after I promised to repay it. I don't, there's, no, there's no value issue on the line, number one. But number two, I, what I'm saying is I've been consistent on what I've done in private and the stands of taking public. And that's all we would ask any of you to do is is you know whatever you whatever you believe just be that all the time and quit being freaking what we you you know i don't know what the uh gen z version of two-faced is but we used to call it two-faced quit being two-faced you're different on sunday than you are on monday stop it you know why don't you just be like the same all the time and so consequently you know my christian friends are as angry at me for being not christian enough as my non-christian friends are because i'm a christian and good god you just well, can't win you've never been in the you business know? of making everyone happy dave we know that yeah, yeah really that's George. one thing i do know about you George. and we love it well well we you know welcome to the parade <laughs> uh, horse gate right oh welcome to the parade this is the ramsey show Guys, it's no secret that the real estate market is weird right now. So go with a mortgage company you can trust to have your back. Churchill Mortgage. Churchill is Ramsey trusted because they're stable, reliable, and focused on you. At a time when a lot of companies are being bought out or going out of business, count on Churchill Mortgage to stick around. They've been doing things the right way for over 30 years, and they'll keep doing them the right way for 30 more. Get started at churchillmortgage.com. This is a paid advertisement. NMLS ID 1591. NMLS Equal housing lender. 1749 Mallory Lane, Suite 100. Brentwood, Tennessee 37027. In the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage, Daniel and Melissa are with us. Hey, guys, how are you? Good. How are you? Better than we deserve. Welcome. Where do you live? 
Uh, so we are from Mount Arlington, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. It's about 35 minutes west of New York City. Oh, okay. Perfect. Good to have you guys. Welcome to Nashville. How much debt did you pay off? Uh, so we paid off $97,776. Way to go. How long did this take? 22 months. Good for you. And your range of income during that time? Uh, between 60 and 170 Wow. Nice jump. Oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, what do you guys do for a living? Uh, so I'm in sales. Mm-hmm. I'm a teacher. Okay. Was somebody not working and then somebody started working or what happened to that income? No, we uh, got married. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So who started? Who was the 60? Uh, so be. that was me. That was yeah. you. Okay. And then your income went up and you got married both. Correct. Yeah. Okay, cool. So y'all been married about two years. Yeah, just a little bit just underneath. A year. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Very cool. And 22 months later, boom, it's done. What kind of debt was the 98000 so it was pretty much all my debt. It was 68 uh, private student loans, 25 federal student loans, and then 4K in car. Okay. It's all gone. All gone. Wow. How old are you two? Uh, so I'm 29. Mm-hmm. I'm 30. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Melissa, let me get this straight. Yes. Um, you like this guy so much <laughs> that you're going to marry into $100,000 worth of stupid. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I married I into it. that. I married into the Ramsey show. So we're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we listen. Uh, it all goes together. It all goes together. To yeah. me. Oh my gosh, you you can't escape this. Exactly. I had her listening to the podcast on our way to our honeymoon. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Wedding. <laughs> now that that you're just a real romantic. Yeah, it was. You're, nice. you're that guy. I can tell. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh, you got the Ramsey show on in your honeymoon. There's something wrong, man. <laughs> good gosh. He's wow. part of our uh, premarital counseling. There you go. <laughs> so, Melissa, were you on board day one with the Ramsey stuff? You're like, all right. I mean, you clearly have been doing well financially to not c- come yeah. in with any debt. Yeah. So, my, my dad's really into finances. So, I was I was lucky enough to graduate college without any debt. Um, moved home. I got a condo. kind of just followed his Neil Guckin program. Yeah. So, then uh, when he was talking about lear- learning about a budget and moving into that, I was all for it. So, Good, yeah. I'm usually... I'm usually one who's kind of strict on a budget anyway, so yeah. it was nice so to it's like, be on the same Hey, page. this guy's got common sense. Maybe he is attractive. And there you go. <laughs> Who knew? There you go. Yeah. Well, my book, so. <laughs> I like I it. There. Yeah. Wow. I like it. Good for you. Good choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well done. See, debt, marrying into debt is not a problem. Marrying into debt that I'm not going to do anything about it, mm. that's a problem. Yes. So you didn't have that issue. So well done, y'all. Very Absolutely. cool. So first order of business in the marriages. We got to clean up this mess. We're done. Boom, 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 boom. What's the secret to paying off 98000 in 22 months? Um, so, I mean, it started when I wanted to get married. I didn't want to bring the debt into the marriage. Mm-hmm. And it was about taking accountability. So I said, I signed up for this debt. I need to get rid of this debt. This is my debt. There were years where I didn't even look at my student loan bill. I thought I'd be paying it off forever. I actually did the math over the past seven years of paying it i paid one hundred forty eight thousand dollars including all of the interest good god um so i was doing a lot of dave ish uh and then i met her and that's when it kind of all changed for me i said i, I got to be the man that she needs me to be let's get start getting this debt cleaned wow. up and let's uh let's move forward so we cash flowed uh engagement ring our wedding and then we had a our first child shortly yeah. after we got married. She's wow. three months old. She's three months old. Awesome. Oh. Yeah, so that's Reagan. Very wow. cool. Yeah. Ramsey cool. was a runner-up for the second name. <laughs> 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 we don't want to creep you guys out, so. Middle name show. That would yeah, be extra weird. <laughs> wow, you guys are incredible. Yeah. So what do you tell a couple who maybe isn't on the same page, who didn't come from this background, and they're trying to figure this out, they want to pay off the debt, but they can't quite get on the plan? 
we just say it's worth it because when our I mean she was our surprise little baby after our honeymoon and all that kind of stuff but to kind of go into that new adventure in life it's already a lot of stress built up um, to go in that without having any debt behind us I feel like it's taken the stress off and allowed us to still live our lives enjoy that new chapter even with mm-hmm. all the and, new parent stress and I grew up in a household full of debt and I knew the the stress that that put on me mm-hmm. um, and I didn't want to bring her into that stress either mm-hmm. and you know a, a lot of getting rid of my student loan debt too was uh, me showing my mother that you know she raised me the right way even though we made a mistake by getting the student loans in the mm-hmm. first place mm-hmm. I didn't want her to think that it was holding me back yeah. from my life I didn't want her to carry that burden I didn't want to carry that burden anymore uh, so we, we you know I changed changed my family tree wow yep. it was worth it you know there's a uh statistic that uh, Tom Stanley who wrote Millionaire Next Door also wrote a book called The Millionaire Mind and he studied people that had 10 million dollars or more and he, he found 38 characteristics of those people demographic characteristics character characteristics all kinds of things about those people but the thing that showed up the most often the most common characteristic the number one correlating st- statistic in those people was integrity and honor and that's what you've brought up like four times in this conversation already. Yeah. Integrity and honor. Integrity and honor. Integrity and honor. There's a, a huge tie between people of integrity and honor and their ability to build wealth. It just it goes together. And, you know, we hear these lies out there that only crooks get wealthy and all that. It's actually exactly the opposite in the actual data. Mm. The data shows up. And you guys are walking testimony of that. Very cool. Yeah, I want to show my mom that I was good. Even though we messed up, I can stand up. I want to be the right kind of man for my wife. I, I grew up in a household with a stress. I don't want that on my daughter. All of these things are service, integrity, honor statements coming from Daniel. Powerful stuff, Daniel. Powerful, man. You're a good Thank guy. You. you guys are a great couple. It's Thank amazing. You. I'm so proud of y'all. Thank you. Very cool. I bet your parents are both proud. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. very cool. My mother was the one who introduced media ah okay <laughs> said okay we made a mess but here's how you clean it up yeah exactly yeah, we'll get you you go. good stuff way to go you guys thank you so proud of you we got a copy of uh, baby steps millionaires for you that's the next chapter in your story for sure a copy of total money makeover for you to give away to someone because you live like no one else so later you can live and give like no one else and a one-year subscription to financial peace university if you've not gone through it yet go through it it's got the uh, new videos in it that's the best we've ever done including george and dr john deloney and rachel cruz in there as well and uh and me and so be sure you go through that and can go way to go guys way to go thank Thank you for coming all the way to nashville to celebrate with us it's an honor to see your smiling faces We'll be back. It's a pleasure very, to be here. Very well done. Very well done. All right, Daniel and Melissa from Jersey. 98000 paid off in 22 months right after they got married. 60 to 170. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Are you ready? ready? Yep. Three, two, one. We're debt-free! Yeah! Man, oh man, oh man. That's how it's done. A lot of transformation right there. Way beyond just becoming debt-free. I owe this money. I need to pay this money. This is an obligation I took on. I'm going to... And when a young guy like that says those kinds of phrases, uh, it's an indication that his future is really bright. Because, uh, you know, the, the the thing that is rare is, is not uh, people with an opinion. The thing that is rare is people with character with deep kinds of honor and integrity and uh, a sense of uh, 
uh, of service for their family. Uh, and that's selflessness rather than selfishness. Mm. Those kinds of people don't take many selfies. Definitely not. That's not how they work. He probably it's takes not, a good it's one. It's not out. all about me. It's not about me. It's not about me. I'm not trying to highlight me. You know, and that those are the kinds of people that, that all the data that we have indicates that that's a long play. That's playing long ball. And that's going to take you to a really cool place. I was talking to Rachel this morning about folks that are upset. They paid off their debt, and now there's this forgiveness that could be looming. And they were messaging me saying, it changed my character to pay off that debt. It showed me that I can take control of my life. I can take charge that life doesn't have to happen to me. And I know it sounds trite, but that's priceless. Way beyond $10,000 of forgiveness. What that does to the trajectory of your life and the success that you'll experience, man, that's powerful stuff. So if that's you out there, we see you. And I'm proud of you for the sacrifice you've made, for the person that you've became, the person you're becoming following this journey. Wow. That may be the first time on the Ramsey Show someone feels seen. I hope you feel seen. <laughs> this is for Gen Z, Dave. That's what it's all about. You and your language. This is the Ramsey Show. Personality is my co-host today. When the team gets together at Ramsey, we talk a lot about our mission to change America's toxic culture. It makes us mad to see people get messed over in this culture by stuff like debt or watch kids sign away their future with a student loan or watch folks, you know, take jobs that they hate, that kind of stuff. We don't want that to happen. So the people that work here, we're on a crusade. It's not a J-O-B. It's a mission. Now, if that sounds cheesy to you, then you don't want to work here. If that sounds like a passion you share, you need to check out all the roles at Ramsey Solutions that we're looking to fill. Uh, we'll probably hire about 300 people this year. There's never been a better time to find a job doing work you love. We need developers, UX designers, content writers. We need people to help us build digital products that actually change people's lives. So when you're writing code here, it actually matters. To see what it's like to work, do work that matters with us before you apply, you can follow us on Facebook or Instagram by searching Ramsey Careers, or you can apply for your dream job at RamseySolutions.com slash careers. RamseySolutions.com slash careers. I tell the guys that we were onboarding a group. Uh, we do onboarding about every two weeks, and I was meeting with the newbies coming on board, the new guys, uh, Monday for a little bit. I told them, I said, this is going to be the best job you've ever had and the absolute hardest work you will ever do in your life because people around here work so hard, they're so smart, and they care so deeply that if you don't, you won't fit in. The bar is high. It is. It is. It's a great place to work, but it is a tough. Now, we do go home at 530. I mean, we're not parking lot's empty. We'll yell at you if you're here longer than that. Yeah, we don't want you here. We want you to go home and be with your family. But uh, we don't work 80 hours a week. But when we're at work, we work we got stuff to do i haven't stopped all morning i get i get it and i set the pace and everybody's got to keep up with that then so and i have for 30 years so it's and we a, play hard too work hard play hard is one of our values we eat a lot dave we during lunch the money i spend on food around here is just amazing 
You people eat biscuits like it's amazing. All right, Dayton is with us. Dayton's in Wichita, Kansas. Hi, Dayton. How are you? Hi, Dave. How's it going? Better than I deserve. How can we help? Um, I've got a uh, a judgment against me that I'm making payments on mm-hmm. uh, for a medical bill. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm making a fifty dollar payment. That's the most I can make. Mm-hmm. Uh, that added interest to the uh, to the bill after judgment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's no interest on the actual hospital bill. Just after so you actually got sued, and there's an actual judgment. Yes, two of them actually. Okay, two different bills. And so you're you then you did an agreement with the court or with the attorney, and agreed to order yep. to pay payments. Yes. And how much is the judgment? Uh, the judgment is for uh, six thousand total. I've already paid uh, like two thousand on it, twenty five hundred on it. So is the balance uh, now the 4000 or it had interest out of that? Uh, the interest was the it was the bill what? was originally 4000 the interest was like 1600 um, but my payment now, What do you owe today sir? What do you owe today? Uh 4500. That's what I'm asking. Okay. And what about the other one? The other one is 4500 and it, it's recent I haven't paid anything on it. Okay, so there's $9000 makes you free. Mm-hmm. Not debt free, but free of judgments. Right. What do you make? Uh, twenty eight hundred a year, about twenty four hundred a month. Okay, twenty eight thousand a year. Okay. What do you do? Uh, I'm a parts advisor uh, here at a dealership. Uh huh. How old are you? Twenty or thirty two, sir. Okay. <laughs> And well, I just I don't know what to do. All my money goes straight to the interest and doesn't pay the, the debt. I think the A1 is getting this income up. I think you can do better. Have you looked at other jobs, mm-hmm. look, working overtime, doing side uh, hustles? Around here for for this area, it's, there's not really too much work that pays more. Or You're in Wichita, Kansas? Yeah. That's not true. This is not a tiny yeah, little town. Do you have a Walmart? Not a tiny little town. There's lots uh, of places I'm, you I'm, can do things. I'm south of Wichita, about an hour. Oh, okay. All right. So it's a pretty rural area? Yeah. All right. Are you yeah, married? it's uh, right on the Oklahoma line. Uh, no. Uh, engaged, but not married. Okay. Is there anything keeping you there other than her? Uh, my kids. I've got kids with my ex-wife. Okay. All right. So here, here's the thing, a really good, strong part-time job, and it might mean that weekends you go drive north and stay in a hotel room, I don't know, um, into Wichita and get you know a really great part-time job. But a great part-time job, you could make $10,000 in six months and just, right. make, and just make this go away. And George is exactly right. right. The Part of the problem is you're on a really tight budget. You don't make a ton of money. And the long-term right. solution is to get your income up long-term, and the short-term solution is to get your income up short-term. If we right. go find ten grand, mm-hmm. we change your life. Right, yeah. yeah it, it wouldn't take much to make my life a whole lot better, but I, just, yeah. I can't. It's not 100 grand. It's, it's not 100 grand. It's 10 grand. Right. I and so there's legal action I could take. No, it's not legal action. You got sued and you lost the lawsuit because you owed the money. Okay. And, you know, right. there's no real, I mean, there's no, I mean, you could file bankruptcy, but filing bankruptcy on $9,000 is ludicrous. No, you need to just right. go get, you need to go get some money. 
and I don't I don't know what the easiest fastest way for you to have the best possible paying part-time job in your situation in a rural town in Kansas is uh, but it might be to drive into Wichita for the weekends and work weekends up there and just bust your butt work like 14 hours a day 15 hours a day and I don't care if you go up there right. and build, I don't care if you go up there and build decks or you shovel sidewalks or or clean out septic tanks I don't care what you do but go get you some money over the next six months and get this off of you and that's the thing. That that's the only way I know how to do it. Um, you could also sell everything that isn't tied down at this point too, and try to make some quick money that way. And I got to tell you, if you get married and uh, the household income is thirty-two thousand, that is half of the annual average annual income in America today. Half. That puts you in the lower lower income bracket. With two kids, thirty-two thousand is poverty level in America today according to the federal poverty guidelines, okay? So I'm not picking on you. I'm not shaming you. I'm pointing out that you need a better career long-term to have a better life. And that might entail you and your new wife move and you, you know, you make some trips back to see the kiddos uh, in order for you to have a much better situation. I don't know, but it sounds like you are convinced, and I'm not sure you're wrong, that there's very little long-term upside uh, around your area where, you know, in a metro area right now, you can make 32000 bucks falling off a log. I mean, it's, you know, and you can make 60000 if you get out there and hustle. So uh, doing something. And that's what I want for you. I just want you to have a better life. Uh, and so if there is not economic opportunity for you, you may need to consider relocating as a long-term thing and how you work that with the kids from the former wife. Yeah, well, there's not a lot of options. We need more options. And if that means moving, I'm okay with that. If it means going around the neighborhood saying, how I'll, I'll mow lawns, I'll walk dogs, I'll do whatever to make some money right now. I think people respect that, and it could be a short-term solution. Hustle and grind. Hustle and grind, man. It's the only I mean, way to do it. And But that that's what I would do if I were in your shoes. If I woke up in your shoes, I would be about to go crazy with work. And hard work won't kill you. Right before you die, you pass out. Don't worry about it. So it's okay. You're going to be all right. Uh, and I don't think you're afraid of hard work. I think you just don't believe you can find any. And I want you to go find some now because that changes everything. People feel paralyzed, just kind of beating themselves down, going, well, you got yourself into this mess, and we just got to go, all right, well, I got here, but we can get out of it. We can get out of this. If you're in a situation where there is truly not a lot of economic opportunity around you, there's not a lot of buzz in the air, um, you know, it's the polar opposite of a big city. And I don't want to live in a huge city either. I get that. Um, and if you're used to living out in the country, you don't want to live in a city at all. I get that too. But you also have to be where there's economic activity to have economic activity land in your pocketbook, mm. land in your wallet. Yeah. And so there, there's some reality to that, and you've got to think about where it is you're going to do and how you're going to do this. I stayed in Nashville and ran this when everybody told me in talk radio if I didn't move to L.A. or New York, we'd never make it. We proved them to be wrong on that. But we found a way to work around it uh, and, and still have the career. And we're the second largest talk radio show in America today. And we're out of Nashville, not L.A. or New York. So it can be done, but you've got to really think about how you're going to pull it off. Do you love a good Dave rant? Want to see the latest Ramsey Show videos going viral? Check out your favorite moments from The Ramsey Show on YouTube. Go watch and subscribe to The Ramsey Show channel on YouTube.
If you enjoy this podcast, you should check out other great podcasts from the Ramsey Network, like the Dr. John Deloney Show. Mental health challenges and hurting relationships happen to everyone, but they don't have to define you. I'm Dr. John Deloney, and I help people navigate through the messy things in their lives on the Dr. John Deloney Show. I'll walk alongside you as you face parenting, marriage, and other relationship challenges, and I'll walk alongside you as you try to connect with people, as you face depression, overcome anxiety, and learn how to change your life. Listen, I want you to be well. Listen to The Dr. John Deloney Show wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.